0: you god damn it
1: Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight, and joining me this week is Alex. Und.
2: <laughs> Tiffany,
0: I, have to, I, as soon as you started the intro, I had to sneeze. So.
1: I feel that like that's pretty weird. standard. Uh, as you soon know. as we start, something always happens.
2: The entire time he was doing the intro, I was thinking, "Don't say Dwight! Don't say Dwight! Don't say Dwight!" <laughs> well, you didn't. And then what? When it came to my time to say my name, I couldn't think of my name. Like I was just like, all I can think of is the word Dwight.
1: Is that what's happened every single time? And that's why you guys take forever to, to answer in that situation?
2: Uh, no, that was the first time that's happened.
1: <laughs> I don't believe
0: I, you. I think I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to do like a cute intro and be like real cute. And then... I take this long pause and then I have nothing else to say other than my name. And it always blows up in my face. So.
1: So we have some email. It's just us today. No guests. Um, We took
0: a break. We took a long break.
1: We did take a long break. I, I, it was, uh, I think not, I don't want to say much needed, but I think we had kind of, we'd been going, uh, basically every week for a long time. Um, and so I think, you know, it's just natural that you want to build in some of these breaks and, it was not something that we were trying to force type of thing, um, and so a break was was nice. I enjoyed can it.
2: Can we can we really call it a long break when it's like <laughs> the shortest break we've ever had, other than the what we were doing this summer?
1: <laughs> well, we we still have a whole episode that I haven't edited, so this is actually going to be the second episode people here coming back from that break, and who oh. knows how long it's going to take me to edit that episode <laughs> because Ooh, that's
2: a good point. I, I can edit
1: it. Do you want to? No, I've already yeah. started. I'm already like 20 minutes into no, it. No,
0: this this one that we haven't recorded yet.
1: Oh, this one. Yeah, good. I was hoping you were going to do that because, yeah. So we do have two emails that we are Ooh, going to gonna read sh- here. I are going to share your screen? I am going to share my screen, but first I'm going to open them up in different tabs.
0: Ooh. Email. I love emails. Uh, give me those emails give me those sweet sweet emails baby
1: so our first email is from jess according to the title Uh, and jess writes (laughs) no i'm not bored no i don't want to replace tiffany on the show however unlike alex i do know how to edit podcasts so i mean pause for effect three dots pause for effect just saying. <laughs> or whatever. Thank you, Jesse.
2: I would just like to say, it seems like Jesse's gunning for my spot on the podcast. And and maybe mine. That is deeply offensive.
1: I think he's gunning no, for mine, too. I think he's just trying he's to replace us in general.
2: I think he's, he literally explicitly said in the, in the body of oh, this yeah. that he's not gunning for Tiffany's spot
1: but he is gunning for yours. That is literal text of this email. Like that's that's not even subtext. That's just text.
0: But that's what somebody says when they want you to think that they're not coming for you. No, I'm not coming for you.
2: Yeah. I didn't Mm. read that as like, as like sarcastic. Mm. I read that as, I just want to make it clear because we probably said that Jesse was trying to replace you. I don't even remember what we said. It's been like three years or something. Um, but let's be honest, I forget about what we talk about on the podcast the moment we finish, so yep, yep. we could have recorded this yesterday and I still wouldn't know. He, I, We probably said something about how Jesse wanted to replace you, and then he was saying, no, I don't want to replace you, I do want to replace Alex, though. So, I just
0: don't remember the context. Like, any of these stream of consciousness emails, I'm like, I don't remember same. what this was referring to. Same. Yeah, so in the or future context.
1: in the future if you could either provide a transcript or attach a clip of the um the podcast that you are specifically referencing could otherwise give us
0: timestamps.
1: Yes. Uh, other no, that's too much work. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm not going to look up uh, look up our timestamps provided no, to no, us no, 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 no. or No,
0: we're... no. If you're writing an email, you have to give us timestamps to what you're referring to.
1: That's fair. I'm not going to look up our old episodes to see what those timestamps are referring to. I'm asking for a transcript or. no, That's what I'm a, saying.
0: The person emailing has to give us those timestamps. They yes. have to be like from this time to this time.
1: And I am now telling you, I'm not going right. to then take those timestamps and go and look at our episode and oh, find that oh, time.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. This is like Abbott and Costello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is how
0: Dwight and I communicate where we only half communicate the thing to each
1: other. I think and I was expect- being very clear.
2: Um, I understand how she was hearing you, but I also understood what was happening the whole time, which is why I was viewing it as an Abaddon and Costello routine, because I was like, I understand how both of these people are misunderstanding the other one, but I'm enjoying this. This is our daily life.
1: The divorce is imminent. Um, So that <laughs> is... From Jess, our next one. It, not I meant this one's next. So this next one is called uh, "I Found Your Podcast While Searching." Uh, I've been searching through a ton of podcasts to find active hosts and just came across your show, No Refunds, and wanted to invite you to join Podmatch for free. Oh, uh, my God. God. This is, so it's a dating site. Podmatch automatically matches ideal podcast guests and hosts together for interviews. Even if you're not looking for guests, you can sign up to be a guest on other people's podcasts to grow your show. As the founder, I wanted to send you this link, not reading it here, so you can create a free account. Have a great day from Alex. Alex, did you send us this? I'm not reading the last name. so. Uh, well, I, I, hate I hate it. it. It's I, just an um, ad.
2: Yeah. I like, <laughs> I like that you read a spam email. <laughs> I
0: appreciate their enthusiasm with the exclamation point in the subject of the email.
2: I it, found your podcast while searching. Like, in, in terms of spam emails, it's well written compared to a lot of the other spam email, emails that yeah. I've read.
1: The, the, the subject line legitimately tricked me when I originally saw it. And I got kind of excited. Because we do get a bunch of, obviously, spam bullshit. But um, yeah. I was sad. So, this next one. That, uh, the the th-
0: thing about it is, I found your podcast while searching. There are literally, like, millions of podcasts at this point. Like I the no. <laughs> no.
2: Billions.
1: Probably trillions.
0: No, there really are like over like a million episodes or a million
2: active <laughs> oh, podcasts. Oh, I believe I that. Believe
1: it. I was just being a g- ah. gillions. I
2: I was making a reference to uh you know you know what's cooler than a million podcasts? A billion podcasts.
1: Was that reference what to that... numbers?
2: From social network. <laughs> Except uh, it, instead of podcast, replace it with the word dollars.
1: Wow. Uh, I've only seen that movie once. It was very good, but I don't remember that specific line of dialogue. This next one's from Brian. Miss you <laughs> folks. Hey, I miss you all. I want to do Christmas visits in Animal Crossing. Mandalorian is good. You should name your Mando segment, and more on this soon. Um, you should uh, name your Mando uh, uh. segment A Minute with Mando. It can be more than a minute. If you need a guest on the video game deep dives, let me know. Uh, for mood-heavy soundtracks, you all nailed it. I would add Chrono Trigger slash Chrono Cross. Never played Cross, but felt a lot from the OST. DND is still great. Miss you, hyphen Brian.
0: This looks like a. It reads like a poem.
2: Yeah, it, it it honestly does.
0: <laughs> it's a poem from Brian. Thanks, Brian, for So the let's poem. take this
1: uh, line by line. No. Hey. 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 Uh, I miss you all. I think I can speak for all of us when I say we miss you as well. <laughs> Except for Alex. Alex I was mean, saying he just was talking to you. I talk to him so it pretty doesn't matter.
2: frequently, so I don't miss him.
1: Fair enough. I do. I miss you. Uh, I want to do Christmas visits in Animal Crossing. Tiffany, I'll let you take that one.
0: It is uh, snowing in Animal Crossing, and I built a snow boy. They're not snowmen or snow people. They're snowboys. Big ol' snow boy. So, yeah, let's do it.
1: All right. Uh, that's a confirmation for next week oh. at two o'clock. Um, yeah. Mandalorian is good. And uh, we will name the episode where we talk about Mando a minute with Mando. I can promise <sighs> you that right now. Um, so, obviously, we uh, took a break. And did not talk about Mandalorian week to week.
0: Remember, we said we were going to talk about it every
1: week. I do. I do. (laughs) And then we took a break. (laughs) Part of it, I think, and I don't want to blame him. But Greg hadn't seen it when he came on. And so I was like, well, we just won't do it this week. And then we took a massive break. And so it's like not <laughs> something that we needed to come back to. Um, but we do have plans to talk about Mandalorian, um, specifically once this season is over, which is next week. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, we are going I to have... I
0: didn't know that until um, after we watched this week's episode. And I got really sad. Yeah.
1: Uh, so one of our longtime listeners uh, is, going, is watching it as well right now, Peter. And uh, Peter is going to pop in and uh, he is going to talk about Mandalorian with us, which I'm very much looking forward to. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I agree with you saying about the soundtracks. Uh, no, prim- you missed a line. Oh, uh, if you need a d- guest for the video game deep dives, let you know. I assume that's because he knows somebody who he will tell us about. Or yeah, else will we let yeah, him know?
2: He, he can put us in touch with somebody that knows about video games.
1: That's That was my understanding of that sentence. Um, I hate
2: both of you. I also hate both of us. So
1: I actually quite like myself. Um, <laughs> for mood-heavy soundtracks, I'm glad we all nailed it. And yeah, Chrono Trigger. I agree. I've never listened to the Chrono Cross stuff, and D and D is still great. I'm very much looking forward to our two-shot at this point. I think it is.
2: I mean, it's it's most likely going to run into a second session, which is why I want to I want to over prepare us than under prepare us. You know?
1: Well if we finish so. it in one session now, I'm gonna be quite disappointed.
0: I-, I was gonna say I was tricked. I signed up for a one shot. Well one time. I know one okay. shot doesn't mean one day.
2: I- I but will I, I will feel make... like I was tricked. I I will make it clear to you. One shot usually means like a seven or eight hour yeah. like go. Yeah. I wanted to split it up because I didn't think that you would want to do something for that long in one sitting, Uh. which is why it ended up becoming, well, not just you. It was like you, Kat, Gina, people that are not used to that sort of thing. Billy and I talked about it. We were like, if it's going to start running more than six hours, we should just split it Mm. in half. So that's why I'm like, we could finish it in one go. But if we haven't reached a certain point by the end of our first day, we're just going to, we've already set it up that we have a way to tie it off and finish it on another day. Got it.
0: I still feel like I was tricked, but I appreciate you looking out for my sanity. That's my attention span.
1: I, I think Gina would be fine with it. She's done like 10 hour sessions with us before
2: uh not without like a massive break like i guess the the few times we did really long sessions we took like a one and a half to 2 hour break in the middle
1: that's true that's very true
2: um i think i think uh only insane people would want to do like um, an 8 to 10 hour thing which would be like most of the people that i invited <laughs> but not all of them
1: not me. I would say most of our group, if I'm not mistaken, because most of our group is Tiffany, Gina, and Kat. So, right, that'll do it.
2: I think I think even Brian would want a break, like a long break, if we were going for like ten hours. But like my group wouldn't give a shit, which is like Kyle, Corey, Calvin. Like none of these people care. They're just like, yeah. Put me in. I'm there the whole time.
1: Put me in, coach.
2: Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for the the uh, winter themed one shot.
1: Are you guys are you and Billy gonna stream it or? No. Oh okay. Fair enough. I thought there was plans to do that at one point, but
2: we talked about it, but no. We we don't really want to do that.
0: That makes me feel
2: better. It's just our little world. We're just gonna hang out and have a good time.
1: Totally understandable. I'll stop streaming too. Right
2: uh, now. We don't want you to stop streaming.
1: Right oh now. wait, right
2: now. I don't yeah. think you're actually streaming. Or else you wouldn't have read Jesse's full name and phone number. Or would he? No, have? no.
1: Chat. Should I? Should I tell them that I'm streaming?
0: I miss chat. How are they doing?
1: They're all. <laughs> they're all dead.
0: I, what? I miss- I miss them.
1: We've been dead the whole time.
2: Oh, we're Bruce Willis at the end of The Sixth Sense?
1: You got Fuck. it. So what have you guys been up to? What do you guys want to talk about? What's going on?
2: <laughs> I know I know. Tiffany hates when we have her start. Yep, I do. So I'm going <laughs> to start, but know that you're going to be involved very quickly, Tiffany. <laughs> okay, thank you.
0: I just don't like to start. I need. I need direction.
2: So, yesterday um, was the Game Awards, which I watched with Brian uh, and Corey. We hung out in Discord, and we watched the Game Awards, which is something that I never usually watch, but given the fact that we're in quarantine and, like, I had nothing better to do, I threw it on my other monitor while I was playing a video game, um, and I watched the Game Awards, which... I really don't care about the awards at the Game Awards because I think the Game Awards are a whole bunch of bullshit and I don't care. But the Game Awards have mostly just become like two to three hours of advertising for new and upcoming games. They play this fucking same graphic every five minutes that is world premiere. Like everything isn't a world premiere that happens there, which is I think really silly, but There is a lot of fun and cool stuff that they show every year, and a lot of the stuff is, you know, drops the moment they announce it, which I've always found to be a really fun um, idea, marketing, like, guerrilla marketing kind of thing, where it's like, hey, here's a new game that you guys didn't even know about, and you can play it right now. Cool. So, um... I don't know if you guys watched any of the Some of any of the game awards or saw any of the stuff there.
1: We watched like an hour and a half of it.
2: Was there anything that you guys saw that you were excited about?
1: Uh, the only no? thing that stuck with <laughs> me is the new Smash Brothers character. That's that's really yeah. it. Everything else, um, I do not remember. So I guess I don't it's, care about
2: it. It's it's really interesting because as I was watching it, a lot of the stuff. Brian was like, oh, they're bringing that game back? Oh, they're bringing that game back? And I was like, I've never heard of any of this shit. And he was like, oh, a lot of the stuff is, like, Xbox 360 um, IPs that they were, like, either remastering or making a new version of. And I was like, that's actually really cool, because Xbox 360 was the last time Xbox was good. Fight me. Um... (laughs) So, it was interesting looking at it from that lens. The, the Smash reveal was cool. Like, at first I was like, man, that's so exciting. And I'm still kind of like, that's exciting. But I'm also, we've had this talk like a billion times, <laughs> I don't want more sword fighters in my game. But I also really like Sephiroth, and I feel like they can make him a really unique sword fighter. Other than that, there was only one other game that I was I was interested in. But if you want to talk about the Sephiroth, yeah.
1: Thing. Well, the, the the Smash reveal is interesting because um, when they announced Ultimate in general, uh, one of the the big like so in the everyone is here trailer, it was like oh everyone's here, but. But cloud's not going to be here. They're not going to really bring cloud back um, because apparently it was pulling teeth to get Square Enix to sign off on having cloud come back. So yeah. the fact that they this is the first third-party DLC character um, from a previously existing franchise that is not an echo. So um, oh. it, it's it's two solely original characters from a third party, which is very cool in and That's of itself, awesome. and. Um, the fact that it's a Final Fantasy character, like I said, is, is crazy because Final Fantasy has been, like, notoriously tight with their IPs, our Square, yep. has been really tight with their IPs, and um, I guess Final Fantasy in general, because, like, there's only two Final Fantasy music tracks in the entire game, compared oh, wow. to every every other third party has, like, 10 to 50, like, they have a fuck, time. like, when they when Persona, um, when Joker was added in Persona, I want to say there was, like, 30 tracks that got added, It was some astronomically huge number, Um, So the fact that it's another Final Fantasy character is, like, I was not expecting that at all. This is, like, nobody predicted this, which is in and of itself very cool. Um, So I'm looking forward to it.
2: Personally, like, I find it very exciting from that aspect that, like, Square allowed them to have another character for Smash. Personally, I would have liked to have seen someone like Tifa instead because I feel like her brawly style would have been fun and fit the the Smash, like, fighting game style more. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of having another Final Fantasy Seven character is pretty cool. I,
1: I, I don't disagree with you um, in terms of I'm sure there are other more interesting characters within Final Fantasy. I would have preferred, like, Black Mage or just, like, any... Um... You know, a, a six character or a five character yeah. or a four character. Like I would have loved uh, to see like an old school like interpretation oh, of yeah. an old character. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Even like making like fucking like the original party and like you can like downbeat a switch between all the characters and they're they're, they're fucking actually pixels. Like that would be so cool. But that would I, have been awesome. I, I I get why they did another Final Fantasy Seven character. The the remake just came out. Final Fantasy Seven is the biggest Final Fantasy game of all time. And yep. Sephiroth is. I'm probably saying the name wrong, but he is unarguably the second most iconic thing from that game, Cloud yeah. being the first. So it makes sense. I, I get this decision. I, I understand it. I'm not happy. I would have liked something else, but I'm cool with it. Tiffany.
0: What about and hear me out? A chocobo. Yeah. A
1: a A, or... a Moogle riding a chocobo. That's what I want. <laughs>
0: it's the only thing I know about Final Fantasy. <laughs> Yeah, and they're just dudes with big ass swords. There, there's a and bunch of in-
1: There's a bunch of interesting stuff you can do with it, but yeah, we'll go with, with Sepro. With anything, like the IP I want a is, is just
2: kicking people in the face. The IP
1: is endless. It's crazy. Yeah, but um, the, fun.
2: The other game that most caught my attention during the game awards was I couldn't even tell you the name of it, which tells you how much it caught my attention. But it is. From the same developers or from the same programmers, I guess, as Left for Dead.
1: Uh, it's Turtle Rock, right? Or Turtle yeah, Head.
2: I, I can't tell you the name of the, the game, but it is basically a Left For Dead clone it has four that is in modernized. Title. Um it looks so when I was talking to Brian about it, like as they were revealing it, I was like I'm cautiously optimistic because this reminds me of the ukulele situation where I'm seeing basically a clone of something that I love from the same developers that made the original, but I don't want to put too much stock in that because ukulele was a bit of a dud for me and I don't want to get excited and think this is the next Left 4 Dead and it's going to be another dud for me, you know?
1: Yeah, Back for Blood is what it's called
2: back for blood with a 4 in the middle obviously
1: um yeah i i can understand that um there ha- this isn't the this isn't even the second time this has happened um this actually happened relatively recently with i forget the name of the gentleman but he the the original creator of symphony of the night um just recently made blood stain ritual of the moon or something like that or curse of the moon something like that um so, I mean, like, this is, like, kind of a thing right now is, like, mm-hmm. um, developers... Oh, sort of fucking Kenji Nofune with uh, Mighty Number no. 9, which was also yep. hot, hot garbage. Um, so, this is kind of, like, a thing where, like, original developers have, like, kind of shifted over and, been, like, if we don't have control over our IPs anymore, we're just going to copy paste it with a new title um or a different dot your Virtual successor yeah Uh, which is fine um i don't know i never played enough of left four dead uh to know what i'm talking about with it Uh, it looks functionally the same in terms of like there's a big sticky thing that fights you and blows up and bunch of zombies (laughs) tiffany was saying that uh this is the type of game she actually would want to play well
0: I, I know nothing about Left 4 Dead other than there are zombies, and then, like, we were watching the the trailer or the world premiere, and I'm like, is that what you do? You just run around and shoot zombies? and like, I can get behind that.
2: Yeah, so, for those of you who don't know what Left 4 Dead is... I have no I, idea I, what it is. I guess, I, I remember, every time we start talking about something and we get into a conversation, that email from Judd, like, rings in my <laughs> head, where it's just like... Fuck, we never actually started to talk about, like, background, <laughs> and I feel bad. So, Judd, I hope you are listening and know that I
1: constantly feel bad because of you. I'm pretty sure he knows what Left 4 Dead is, but for... <laughs> I don't know what it is, so Tiffany, tell me what, right, it, is. what it is. Right. I, I, I'm,
2: Zombies. Not, That's I'm it. not saying specifically that Judd doesn't know what we're talking about. It's just Judd was the one that brought that concept up to, to us in an email. Sorry. Um, so, for those of you who don't know what Left 4 Dead is, it was a insert year here, um, what, 2004? I think I
1: was in college. I want to say it was like 2006. Who fucking 2006 knows? It's, impo- it's impossible first- to know the answer.
2: It was the first Left 4 Dead. Um, so, Left 4 Dead was a uh, game made by Valve, which was a four-player, multiplayer um, zombie survival game. It, it was a co-op campaign, though. So, there were... Different scenarios, is what I will call it, where you play through from almost like a movie perspective. 2008 was the first one? Wow. That seems way later than I thought. Um, so you play through almost like a movie concept. So one of them, you guys start in a hotel, and um, the survivors are on the roof of a hotel, and they're trying to get through a shopping mall to get to the end where huh. they're going to be rescued by the army or something like
0: dawn of the dead
2: yeah basically or, yeah basically yeah. and then one of, one of them is you start in uh, on like the highway outside of an amusement park and you need to make it all the way through the amusement park to the like stage where they do like stuff and a helicopter is going to come pick you up that sort of stuff um So each one is kind of broken down into those segments, but there's the same four characters in every one. And it's about fighting the zombies to get through to your survival point. Um, It's a really fun game that had a lot of really unique characters and unique uh, enemies. It was a lot of fun in terms of co-op because It requires a lot of coordination um, because of the way there are special zombies that would like grab you in specific ways that you couldn't break out of without your friend's help. So it was like, uh, you know, you'd hear that it was a lot about the sound design. It's like, I hear a boomer. So I tell everyone to like back up so I can shoot it, that sort of thing. So if it is the same amount of fun as left for dead, what was this back for blood? Was that what it was called? If Back 4 Blood is the same amount of fun as Left 4 Dead was to play with my friends, even if it's a slightly inferior game, I will play it. Like, even if I just, if I have three friends that want to play it and it's, like, not a $60 game, I'll I'll get it. Like, I, if it's, like, $40 and my friends all want to play it, shit, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs>
1: I think this is absolutely going to be a $40 game. And with it being created by the original developers um, or the original team members from Valve, like I said, I think it's right. called the like Turtle Head that's doing it right now. Um, I don't see why they wouldn't have the uh, support and like the legs in this uh, to keep it going. Even something like um, that Star Wars Squadrons game which just came out, which is also a $40 budget game, um, the yep. developers are still constantly adding stuff to it. So as long as it's like a labor of love, which this one clearly is, I don't foresee that being an issue. Yep. Um, and, and Left 4 Dead is interesting because it came out like right in the middle of like a zombie boom. Um, mm-hmm. it, they missed like, the zombie boom. I, <laughs> a lot of people don't. Um, I do.
0: I, That's my favorite.
1: <laughs> I, I know. Uh, I feel like it really got kicked into high gear with um, uh, Dead Rising, which was the the Xbox 360 yep. game. Um, also by Kenji Inifune, Uh That like. You know, it was in the mall with, like, oh, there's, like, 5,000 zombies on screen at a time. And it, it was, like, revolutionary. Um, <laughs> it was. Like, the the I amount of, of persistent uh, zombies was uh, supposed to be, like, really groundbreaking. Uh, Sounds to the point, ideal. To the point when the Wii version came out and it could only handle, like, five zombies on screen at a time. People were like, well, what's the fucking point? Um,
0: <laughs> Sounds like my dream. 5,000 zombies on screen at one time. <laughs>
1: But Left 4 Dead, yeah, I don't know, I never played it, but I've heard amazing things, so that'll be fun.
2: I've played a lot of Left 4 Dead. Between Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, like, I played the shit out of both on my Xbox 360, and then I got them both on PC, and my friends and I still play Left 4 Dead 2 to this day, so, like, it's crazy that that's a thing. And they just released a patch for Left 4 Dead 2. Like a an actual new DLC, um, free update, which was fun.
1: That's awesome. I think Brian gifted me Left 4 Dead one or two, I forget, and we never played it together. So.
2: Well, if you you ever want to play, I'm your man.
1: Probably not, but good to know.
2: Okay. Well. Um. So speaking of things that were announced or revealed yesterday. Ooh, good segue. I'm segueing to you. I know.
0: I'm okay. ready for it. I'm ready. Okay.
2: Cool.
0: I don't know what to say, but.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, wait. Are you done segueing?
2: I, I like that. Good segue. I'm ready. Uh...
0: I, I didn't know if you were done with your segue.
2: No, that, that was it. I was just oh, okay. kind of like, I was softball pitching it to you. Leave oh, all of this in place. Got it.
0: So, apparently, yesterday, uh, Dwight and I, while watching the Game Awards, all this, like, Star Wars news and Marvel news kept coming in and we were like, what the fuck is happening? But apparently yesterday was like Disney Investors Day. I don't know the full context of that because I don't pay attention to stuff on the internet. Um, but it's ju- it was just basically a big reveal of all of the stuff coming up in the next five to ten years. I don't really know the timeline. There's just a bunch of stuff that's coming out in the next um, the next few years for Disney+. Plus um i think there was some stuff they announced for hulu fx i don't know they don't want everything now um but yeah the the, the it, i don't even know where to start because there was so much information that was dropped um but star wars was the first thing that caught our attention um they're doing an ahsoka show they're doing they're bringing back uh obi-wan um the show that was was it was it gonna be a movie or a show and that got like what I, was did we figure that out
1: I, I think it was rumored to be a movie and then when disney plus was announced they were like oh it's gonna be a show because like solo was a movie um and i think yeah. around that time people thought that obi-wan was gonna be a thing or they like wanted it to be a thing, basically. Uh-
2: I, th- I thought they, they announced Obi-Wan as a show at their last one of these, I thought.
1: They did. And I'm, then they uh, said that I'm talking like cookies, prior to that, people wanted like, like an Obi-Wan oh, movie. Okay.
2: Yeah,
0: but then there was a point where that was out, and then they were like, no, this is like put on hold indefinitely. Um, I'm not sure the timelines, but that got announced. Hayden Christensen is coming back. Sorry if this is spoilers. Like, this is all over the internet. There's no way to avoid this. This is not spoilers. Um... They're
1: doing. Uh, what's the movie that Patty Jenkins is directing? A, a Rogue Squadron's Squadron movie. Rogue Squadron, which um, is which is massive news because Rogue Squadron is you know the squadron from the video games, and uh, and yeah. I think it's been in other stuff as well. But it's it's the Rogue Squadron is the squadron that Luke forms after uh, A New Hope, and so it's like his elite strike force that goes around fucking things up. So. It, Rogue Squadron rules. I'm I'm very so excited for like... Patty Jenkins to do a Rogue Squadron movie.
0: And I'm just like glossing over this because there's so much stuff. And like Alex, I know you were texting earlier about like the hype cycle. Honestly, like I'm having a hard time getting excited for things that are happening like five years from now, four years right. from now. I'm like, yeah. tell me, like.
1: I'm not, it's gonna be great. <laughs> no,
0: I, and, and I'm not saying that it's not gonna be great. And like, The Mandalorian has been fucking incredible. And we'll talk about that later in a couple episodes. But like, I have a hard time being like, hey, hey, an Obi Wan show. And I don't know when, when it's coming out, but it's like, oh, coming out in 2024. And I'm like, fuck, we're not even out of 2020 yet. Like, tell me when it's closer. I just don't, I don't have time for all of this like information. And it's like, it, it's really, really hard it's hard to get excited about things when they're like, um, this happened to me with Marvel and there was a bunch of other Marvel stuff that was announced, but this happened to me with like the captain Marvel movie, um, when it was first announced and it was like coming in and 2019 or whenever the fuck it came out 2018. I don't know dates. I mean,
2: I couldn't tell you when it came out because this has been the longest fucking year of my life. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I have no, I have no, today I was like, what day is it? Um, but like when that was announced and all I had was like a logo and I was like, okay, I'm not going to get hyped over a fucking logo. Like, mm-hmm. and then two years later, oh, here's casting news. I'm like, I'm not going to get excited for casting when a movie is still two years away. I just, it, it bothers me. Cause I just, maybe it's because I'm an adult. I don't know. I just don't have time for it. I'm like, I have other things to think about. Like, tell me when it's like a year out. I, it, it kind of bothers me.
1: This was the Disney investor meeting. So, like, Disney has to announce these things ahead of time for their investors for this type of stuff. And that information will be getting out to the public anyways at that point. So, like, why not turn it into some form of event where if this information is going to be announced through an investor meeting of some sort, like, why not make it an announcement as opposed to just be like, oh, it's like a headline in something. like. If you can control your narrative, why wouldn't you do yeah. that? Like the and, other thing, to like try to get people excited for something. I
0: have a hard time too, knowing like when things are so far out, like things change really quickly. And like, like I said earlier with the Obi Wan movie slash show that we don't remember what it was supposed to be, like that was announced and it's already changed like two or three different times. And it's like you get people excited for stuff, and then it changes. And then I'm like, well, I'm not excited for it anymore or – it just – it feels – I understand that whole thing like you need to get people excited and on board and you want to have control over like what's coming out or what that information is that's coming out. But at the same time, it's like it just feels – it feels really like scary. And that's not the word I want to use, but it's just very like, hey, this is coming out. And it's four years from now, so things could change, the, the, <laughs> and this could get canceled indefinitely three years from now.
1: That is also Hollywood in general. Like I know. you know, movies oh, yeah. are are Absolutely. greenlit three years before they're even shot and yeah. for like the major stuff like this. Oh yeah, especially in like I don't know. We w- growing up, we never paid attention to Variety or fucking I forget mm-hmm. those other ones. Like there's there, what there's some sort of like insider um, like trade that co- that comes out like weekly that has like all of the like. In it, it says like who the the actors are represented by. It's stuff like that. It's called like,
0: Insider Trade
2: Weekly. Thank
1: you. Uh, I was very just, close. I um, <laughs> just kidding. I just made that up. Nope. Thank you. I was oh. very close. Um, Our fact
2: checker over here she's, is making shit up. She's
1: fantastic. No, but it's like I don't know if you pay any attention to these types of things. Like that is just the cycle for it. I remember when I know, when fucking when we were in sixth grade and Phantom Menace came out and like. I remember reading about that in Disney adventures, um, before yeah. phantom menace came out like a year before it came out, if not longer. Um, and then when that came out, like hearing about the two movies coming after it. So this is not new. And I feel like this type of like hype cycle slash thing, like I think the internet exacerbates it into the point yeah, where sure. we no longer, we, we are just like focused on like what's in front of us right now. And a week from now, we're not going to care about any of these trailers that just came out, but it's for true. this moment, and I, like it's nice to know that these things are coming.
0: I don't mean to question your timelines, but I don't think Disney Adventures was posting articles about Phantom Menace a year out.
1: Like... Maybe not. Maybe not. I remember reading about um I remember reading about the re-release for um Maybe this is what I'm I'm mistaking for the re-release for the uh, original trilogy when they re-released them those in theaters. I remember reading about those and not knowing when they were going to be coming out, type of deal.
0: Yeah, like the the whole hype cycle hype cycle thing with the internet has changed with just, uh, like information comes out so quickly. It's not like you're reading an article and it's it's like you have no context for it. Like on the internet, something gets published and like 15 minutes later, it's already like old news which is kind of insane um or or
1: debunked or yeah
0: yeah yeah can i talk about marvel stuff um so i don't really care about a lot of this stuff um but captain marvel 2 got announced and uh, Kamala Khan and Monica Rambeau are going to be in it. And I'm so fucking excited. I'm so fucking excited. I can't, like, that's the uh, thing that I'll get excited about.
2: Who is Monica Rambeau? So,
0: in the first Captain Marvel movie, um, Maria Rambeau is uh, Carol Danvers' very close friend in the movie, they're they're flight buddies um in the comics they're really good friends and monica is her daughter who also is in the first movie so this is now in the you know in the future
1: she's the one who picks the colors right
0: yeah she's the one that yeah picks the colors of the suit yeah it's it's her it is her best fans daughter so and it's super exciting because there's going to be a miss marvel um tv show or disney plus show which is really cool um so I'm excited that that's like happening <laughs> a lot quicker uh, cor- than I thought it would be.
1: Cor- correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Monica Rambeau was the very first Captain Marvel, correct? Or was that? Uh,
0: she, I believe she, I think she took up the mantle at one point. She was a was, Captain Marvel. At I think one it was
1: in point. the '80s. the The first, sorry, the first female Captain Marvel.
2: After Captain she... Marvel.
1: Yes. She
0: may have been, and I'm just gonna look really quickly. Um, I remember
1: her like white costume with like a black like power burst on it, and I think it had like swoopies. Yeah, on the, on the arms hold
2: on. Ooh, swoopies.
0: Um, fictional character, I'm not, it's I'm not gonna be able to find it. She. Help me. I don't know what I'm looking for. I'm reading the thing and I'm like, I don't know what timeline this is. I don't know what this I mean, is. It could be, I could be reading information and it could be like, no, that was from this event. Yeah. I have no Here, idea. I'll,
2: I'll fact check for you. Help.
1: Uh, Help. I, uh, Monica Rambeau is also going to be in the WandaVision show. So yeah. that'll be cool. Um, Which so, I don't give a shit about. I do. I think, the movie's, I think that show is going to be quite good uh, because I love both uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany and I think it is going to do House of M in a very interesting and delightful way that is equally messed up, but I think it's also going to lead into – I think this is kind of common knowledge at this point, that it's going to lead into the new Doctor Strange movie because I know Elizabeth Olsen is going to be in that movie, so people are suggesting that what happens in the show is going to fall out into the film with her being like a villain.
0: Can I I make a comment about this too, is that now – I'm afraid we're running into this thing with the comics and I've stopped reading comics because it got overwhelming. Are we finally getting to the point where if you haven't watched every single one of these Disney plus shows going forward, are you going to be missing out on key elements of the Marvel cinematic universe? Is it now gonna be a thing where I have to watch Loki and I have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier and I have to watch WandaVision even though I don't fucking want to, <laughs> and I'm gonna have to watch all this stuff and and then the movies also.
1: Well, first of all, that- through God all things are possible, so we got that down. <laughs> uh- that <laughs> Second, um, I don't think if, they, if the movie makers do their jobs right, you will not have to watch anything else. I would imagine. Right. Um, everything that is either referenced or comes yeah. from the shows um, will just be like a neat little Easter egg for the people who are in the know. I think that like somebody who shows up will either be explained or it won't be like so forefronty that you need to know every little intimate detail about them. Um, something like a good example of this is in, um, the Mandalorian right now, which like it has, I was just going to
0: use Mandalorian as an example
1: in spoiler alert for the current Mandalorian in this current season of the Mandalorian, there are so many callbacks to things that happened in the movies, um, Mm. specifically like the stuff with like Boba Fett, uh, and exactly where is Boba Fett. And so like, if you hadn't seen all the other stuff, you would be lost. We have, but there you wouldn't be lost though, because they are being like very, like you just know that this guy is awesome, and he's like a right. badass who has something else. And it's not important to know all of this backstory. Same thing with the like the Ahsoka Tano stuff. Um, like talking about like oh who's Thrawn and and all this other like they're like doesn't matter how she got her lightsabers, but like if you know what her lightsabers mean, it's a cool right. thing. Like I Mandalorian in and of itself has given me hope for all of the. Uh, Disney properties, specifically on Disney Plus, that are going to be coming out in the future. Um,
2: would you say it's given you a new hope? I would <laughs> not.
1: I would not. I would say it's given me a revenge of the hope. Um, so the like we watched the trailers for Loki um, and uh, Captain uh, Captain Falcon or Falcon <laughs> Captain Falcon uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier or whatever it's called. Um, th- those two trailers in and of themselves. Disney is clearly throwing so much fucking money at this stuff. They, yeah. they look amazing. Yeah. Um, and if that's the production quality of the stuff that we're going to be getting on fucking Disney Plus, I am so excited for whatever stories they want to tell with these characters that I love. Uh, yeah, well,
0: the prices are going up. Are they already? That got yeah. announced today.
1: I oh, yeah, didn't see I, that.
2: I was yeah, ask... they swept that under. I was going to ask, like how long do you think before Disney plus becomes as expensive as like all the other services? Cause yeah. you, you know, like Netflix has slowly been creeping up over the years. Mm-hmm. So has Hulu, yeah. but I, I feel like Disney plus is going to start increasing at a, at a faster rate to catch up to the other services because it's a premium service and they're putting out like premium content, yeah. like HBO levels of, of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh like visual style and
0: production uh, value
2: production value thank you because I can words right now yeah um so like I have a feeling that that what it it went up to eight dollars a month it'll probably go up to like ten dollars a month pretty quickly and by the end of next year it'll be like twelve dollars a month I don't know
1: uh, I honestly don't even know how much I pay for it, which is probably like one of the most privileged things I've ever said. But like, because we have the the Hulu Disney Plus package, so it's yep. just like fifteen bucks or something like that, and it's for both of them. So I, think I don't it's know. Cheaper how... than that because I think they were talking about it going up to fourteen bucks. Oh, then there we go. So I, I like don't even so know don't what know. my combined price really is, just in that comes right. out of my account every month. <laughs>
2: um, I am excited i like i yeah i don't believe you when it comes to things like this um especially like every time because you know disney does this every year Mm -hmm. It, it, it happens all the time where i see a fucking huge graphic of just a bunch of logos or uh They used to do it where it was like on a a timeline. Yep. Where it was literally, this this is how things are going to be released. Which it was always like I'd look at it and be like, cool, and then forget about it. It's really when they show stuff. Like I watched the Loki trailer, I watched the Falcon and Winter Soldier (gasps) thing. And I was like I was like, this is stuff that I'm like, okay, I can now get a feel for what the visual style is going to be, mm-hmm. what the uh, tone is going to be, you know that sort of thing. I've I've always, I've always really bought into hype cycles when it's about getting your buy-in for what they're making. Yeah. So like, I think the Batman trailer that they released earlier this year is a really good example of that, where it set a tone, it showed you. You know, there's a new Batman. It showed you, like, what Robert Pattinson looks like and, you know, gave you a general idea of what he's going to be like. It, it kind of set a tone without revealing too much where I was like, that is how to hype somebody up. Um, a lot of this stuff, I'm like, cool. Call me in two years when you have, like, concrete information. But it does give me that, hey when I forget about this in a week and in two years, I hear more about it. I'm going to be excited, but I, I don't understand the knee jerk reaction. And this is just me. Like I under, I understand that people have this reaction and I'm not saying that it's invalid, but I don't, I can't have that reaction of like, Oh my God, I need to, I need to know more about this immediately. I'm just like, you know what, when it happens, it happens, and I'll be excited then. So, like, hype cycles for me, and maybe it's just the fact that I got so oversaturated with hype cycles, with the MCU in yep. its infancy, and I've gotten a little jaded, which I, I definitely am jaded. I'm not gonna say I'm not. I, yep. I also feel like I'm over, oversaturated with, like, um, like, specifically superhero hype cycles so like i i'm excited for some of this stuff but it's more of the stuff that's on the forefront of being released if that makes sense
0: that's how i feel about it like give it to me when you have a real trailer and not a teaser for the teaser give me like hey this movie's coming out in three months oh okay (laughs) now let me get excited for i don't have time to be excited for everything that comes out
1: Dwight. and i i understand what you guys are saying it's, it's just one of those things where it's like i i think this goes back to what i was talking about earlier where it's like would you rather it be coming from like a semi-hype situation or would you rather just hear about it like through a headline in like a trade magazine like in terms you'd rather hear okay yeah, yeah,
0: i don't see. want i don't care about the internet and their fake hype because
1: their... I, I i don't think that it is realistic anymore, at least for the way that information is, is, um, uh, passed, passed around that. Like I would have found out about Christian Bale being cast as Gore, the God butcher through some other, um, means other than seeing him for the first time in a trailer. It's not 1998 anymore. It's not like, you know, things like that just don't last until, um, uh, until release at all.
0: That's not what I'm saying. Like, wait till release. I just
1: I'm talking about until the trailer comes out. Like, like things like for, like like a casting announcement or even like um, like they announced that like Kang is going to be the villain in the new Ant Man movie. Like, that's like there's a casting I'm not announcement for
0: that. That I don't necessarily want to hear that news. I'm just saying I'm not going to get excited about it until there's like like I'm with Alex. Like, give me the proof of stuff. Like yesterday, I went on and I was like, oh cool, here's a thing for Miss Marvel, and there and it was just like a like a sizzle reel being like Miss Marvel is I'm like I know who she is. I want to see a costume. I want to see her in action. I don't care about the hype before the hype. Like I want to see it. Um and so that's cool. That's casting stuff, but I'm still I'm not ex- I don't I I keep saying I don't have time to be excited about it. Like I don't have time for it. And I it's just there's so much of it every day there's something new for me to be excited about and it's like it's really really overwhelming
2: i i think that the hype cycle has become a thing that's about a trail of breadcrumbs to slowly over over like five years hype you up for a movie it's not they don't want to drop everything at once which used to be kind of a norm at least from my perspective in like the late 90s early 2000s and that might have just been me being young and not plugged into the uh you know the know-how or the infancy of the internet um but i i used to like immediately get hyped for something when that would happen but now it's uh you know First, you get an announcement that's literally just, we're making this, and you get a title. So Sometimes that's yeah. literally all you get. And, and then, you know, a few, uh, there'll be months that go by where it's like, this person is rumored to be directing. This person is rumored to be directing, where it slowly cycles through. And it's, I think it's a uh, calculated marketing strategy yeah. to always keep it in the, the, like, uh, background of your mind so people don't forget about something and that they are always a little hyped for it, you know? So they're always going to tease a little bit of information. They don't want to announce everything at once and then give you, like, nine months drought of no information because then you you forget about it. Or the, the, you know, masses forget about it. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: But what are you supposed to do then? Like, just, I mean this sincerely, like, are you just supposed to, like, ignore all the news or, like, just, like, like, at that point, like, why? I don't know. It just seems like one of those things where it's, like, if you're not
0: people telling me that I have to get hyped about something. You
1: don't, but if someone does get hyped it's not nice to be a dick about it. But that's what it feels
0: like sometimes. It feels like oh, don't you want to be excited for this? Like, no, I'm not yet. Sorry.
1: I guess those are just people who have fallen to the hype train, which is, uh, that makes them stupid and, uh, weak.
0: Well, choo-choo, let them take the they can take the hype train away.
2: I'm not saying people that fall for the hype train are stupid and weak. I'm just, like I just don't get that gut reaction like, I like I don't have that reaction to to it and like I don't I just feel like for me personally it takes a lot of effort for me to be hyped for something like that I guess is, is really yep. uh, the way I would phrase it it's just like even something that I am really excited for like uh, for example Cyberpunk just came out yesterday, the day before. I don't even know what fucking day it is. Um, and, like, I was excited for that, as excited as I can be for something. But, like, it was really just... They showed a trailer at E3, like, I don't know, five years ago. <laughs> and I was like, that looks like it could be cool. And then... A couple years later, they gave, like, a release date, a release year. And I was like, cool, I'll probably play that. Like, that's about the level of hype that I get for something. And then one week ago, I was like, holy shit, Cyberpunk comes out in a week. I'm so excited to play it. It's like, I don't usually get hyped for something until it is on my doorstep. Yep. You know? Yep. Which I I feel that. I think is more indicative of me as a person having been burned from the hype cycle, like with the, the star Wars, uh, sequel trilogy definitely burned me a little bit with how hyped I got for it. And the lacklusterness of the, the trilogy as a whole, you know, uh, a lot of the later, mcu movies from the first uh, whatever you call it uh, super events <laughs> um but like a lot of the later ones you know kind of burnt me on the on the hype cycle so maybe it's just the fact that i have been burnt too much and i'm just like i i'm almost like i i don't want to use that analogy but like the studios have emotionally abused me enough that I just don't want to buy into what they're selling me in, in fear that what they're selling me isn't what I want. I, I got that
0: superhero burnout too, like pre, it was like around the captain Marvel time. Cause even then I wasn't even excited for that. Cause I was like, this is my favorite thing and I don't like it. Um, but there was a period of time where I'm like, i every movie i like I enjoyed it, but I was like, this is this process is exhausting. Mm-hmm. like I felt like there was a point where I'm like, I have to watch these now because I've invested so much. uh, what is that dwight what's that term?
1: Sunken cost fallacy say that again sunken cost fallacy
0: sunken cost fallacy, thank you Ooh. um where I had put so much time into. The beginning of the the MCU and even with Star Wars like I've you know I've started watching those movies when I was 10 like Mm -hmm. you put so much time into it and you feel like you have to keep going even though you're like ah that was okay oh that was okay or I don't really care about this and that's what I'm starting to feel again with all these announcements of shows and I'm like am I gonna have to watch all these like now I feel like I've invested all this time so far and like am I gonna miss stuff am I gonna like it It, it's this weird blend of like not caring but also like the the FOMO like am I gonna miss something really really big if I don't watch it and then like it's it's like not I don't feel like I'm watching them because I enjoy it anymore I feel like I'm watching these things because I have to <laughs> and it's kind of it's 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 a weird feeling like i'm not excited about it i just feel like okay this is coming out i have to add this to my list and i have to watch this to make sure i'm like keeping up with the conversation and it's exhausting (laughs) being a nerd is hard (laughs) dwight i'm sorry we're tearing you apart so so
2: moral of the story is tiffany and i hate ourselves (laughs) so much that we can't enjoy things and dwight is a fun loving human being who actually likes things. I'm a
1: sheep. I'm a sheep that can't think for myself. Wake up sheep. That's, that's what I've gotten out of this. And I, I and I'm no, a fool. I, I'm a no. fool for enjoying things and for looking forward to stuff. I, I don't think that that is the the takeaway from this at all. But it's what I'm taking away. It's like I'm, the tone I, that I, that is being like directed at at, at me and people like me. It's not like being me.
0: directed at you. I'm uh, directing it at myself. I, I hate the hype cycle. I don't if you get excited for it more power to you. I am not going to participate in it.
2: I I am not trying to say that people that like the hype cycle are are wrong. I'm just saying that that's not how I function. Like it,
1: it 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 is hard to like put forth something and and everybody does this i know i do this to people as well where it's like hey this this thing is coming out i'm very excited for it it's going to be very cool and people's right. reactions to it's just like so like that that is like it's like a deflating feeling and and like that kind of sucks and so it's one of those things where it's like obviously you have to go find like those like like like-minded people who want to talk about that type Mm -hmm. of stuff with you which is clearly not this podcast (laughs) so uh that's fine i'm taking applications for my new podcast called fun time happiness and uh we start recording uh five minutes after this one ends
2: wow (laughs) Uh... No, I
0: just am a jaded, terrible, miserable person who doesn't want anybody to have fun, and I don't like fun things, and I... I keep saying it. I don't have time for it. Like, Dwight, you sit on the internet and you're like, oh, this is coming out and this news and you're fa- – you, well, that's just
1: like the want- things that I look at. Like, it's just like, you know, like that's what like floats to the top of my yeah. Reddits and that's what floats right. to the top of like the things that I see on Facebook because the yeah. algorithm tells me that I'm going to yep. like these things. And guess what? I do like these things. So <laughs> I'm fine with it. Um, I'm not
0: on Facebook. The only Reddit I look at is the all-time low subreddit. And that's about it. I don't do the internet. I look at Buzzfeed every once in a while, like maybe search for a recipe, but I don't do the internet. I'm not looking at like all of the casting news and all of the announcements and the release dates. And I, I don't look at that stuff. That stuff is not, not that it's not interesting to me, but it's just not the way my brain works. Like I, it's not relevant to me right now. Like, I'm super excited. I was super excited the first time. They are like, hey, Obi-Wan, you and McGregor. And I was like, fuck, I love you, McGregor. Give it to me. And then it was like, oh, it's not happening. And I was like, well. And they're like, oh, just kidding. It's happening. So I'm like, what? And I just, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's not fun. I don't like to speculate. I don't like, oh, did you hear this rumor? I'm like, just tell me when you have a cast. Tell me when you have a director. Tell me a release date tell me when you have a trailer that i won't watch
1: christian <laughs> bale was cast as gore the god butcher uh gore the god butcher is one of thor's greatest enemies and he <laughs> you got very so new. excited last i night. was so excited and then everyone said that i was stupid so i got not excited oh, um, I got but gore like the god, god christian bale fucking he's, he's he's not a nobody he's gonna be gore And that means the Necroblade, which is amazing. And and then they're going to be doing Lady Thor with Jane Foster. And so, like, I can, it's going to be so much fun. And Taika's back. It's going to be a great movie. But it
0: doesn't come out until 2023.
2: So why am I getting excited for it now?
1: You don't have to. I will.
2: Thank you. Yeah. I, I feel like when it really boils down to it i feel like a lot of these announcements are to get the super fans for specific niche niche things like like dwight is a thor super fan like nobody's gonna say he's not and he's the person i usually turn to for like thor stuff i remember texting him once and being like what was the name of beta ray bill's hammer or something or i can't remember stormbreaker I, <laughs> I, I texted I texted him something else once. I was like, who is this guy I think from... was
1: was it like Ulick or something like that? Or it was
2: it was somebody that I had a like a classic like Marvel trading card for and I was like, Who the fuck is this guy? And I texted you and like three weeks later <laughs> you responded
1: i've gotten back, better i've gotten better at back, texting yeah, back
2: Back when you were really bad at responding to text messages which you i would go ahead and say you no longer are yeah you're pretty okay Bold statement the you know like 2019 and 2020
1: yeah i was gonna say it's been it's been at least since like 2019 that i've gotten yeah, a lot better at getting back to
2: it's been real good it's like now I feel like if my life were in danger, I could text you and no. you might be able to save no. me. If,
1: if your life no. is in danger within the next, like, two hours.
2: No. Right Dwight, right, is, right, right.
0: Dwight is my emergency contact. And every time I think about Dwight being my emergency contact, I'm like, I'm going to die somewhere on the side of the road. And Dwight will, Dwight probably wouldn't question it. Until, like, he was, like, going to bed and being like, huh, Tiffany didn't come home.
2: (laughs) No. I (laughs) I wonder. (laughs) I think he's better than that. Come on. I don't, I feel like we're being way too hard on Dwight this episode.
1: Yeah, this episode's called Fuck Dwight and Um, Everything He Loves.
2: I I do want to, going back to what we were actually talking about, I I do wonder, like. Wonder Woman coming out this year. I find this to be a very interesting conversation like I'm I'm genuinely like interested in the this idea and why I feel a different way than Dwight feels but another thing that I was thinking was maybe I feel so negatively is because of the fact that most of this stuff is stuff that I should be really excited for because it touches on what I would call my fandoms. It's like comic book stuff, Star Wars stuff. This is shit that I love. I'm like really nerdy about. So like I feel like I'm supposed to be more excited for it which I feel like you know is more likely to push me in one of two directions really excited or really anti excited. I feel like polarization is something that happens a lot in stuff like this and I've just happened to be pushed in the opposite direction like I, like, I, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not saying that people like Dwight are the problem like, I, we're, the, Dwight, we're a
1: symptom I think
2: I feel so bad that Dwight thinks that we're like trying to shit on him because that's not the, what the no. intention of this conversation was I would
0: love to get excited about something.
1: Uh, Well, see, here's 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 the thing, though, is like, like I'm, I'm getting excited about it, but it's not like the, the only thing that I got, like, like. Very excited about yesterday. I think Tiffany was when you told me that Gore the God Butcher was cast. Uh, yeah, I, I got I, just I got read very it, excited. About I just that. read
0: it, not deadpan, because I read the t- the tweet and I was like, I have no idea what this means. And I was like, Christian Bale's playing some God Butcher, and you're like, Oh my God, the God Butcher! Oh my God, it's happening! And I was like, well, What does that mean? I don't know what that
1: is. That aside, um, everything else. Not that I was like lukewarm towards. But I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Kang. I'm looking forward to seeing the fact they're finally going to be making a cinematic universe um, Fantastic Four. Maybe they'll make a good Fantastic Four movie for once. Um, things like that. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to. But I, I also do kind of go through those like ebbs and flows. I definitely went through it with Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. specifically when they were releasing. Uh, Solo, and then I, did Solo come out before, um, the 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 night eighth one? Fucking I, see, Last Jedi. Uh,
2: Last Jedi.
1: Uh, doesn't matter. Um, I want to say it was between Last Jedi and and Rise of Skywalker, but I could I, be wrong. I, I think it was. Um, I've been known to be wrong because it was like, bad regardless. I I was not that excited for Rise of Skywalker up until like the month before it. But I I don't know, I was still like looking forward to new Star Wars. I still haven't gotten to that point where I'm not like looking forward to new these things. And and yeah. I and I can understand and and um it doesn't concern me yet, but I, I can understand the people who are concerned for the fact that these are like the only types of movies that are seemingly made nowadays, or at least these are the only types of movies that I'm seemingly seeing in theaters, which I I do view as a deficit in my own um uh, just education in turn in, yep. in theory like if you're limiting yourself to like just watching Star Wars movies or just watching superhero movies it's like there are so many other movies out there um, but Tiffany I feel like you're the type of person who wouldn't make time for anything else either like that like what do that's, you mean, other- like like um, if, if a new drama, came out and it was supposed to be fucking well, like manchester by the sea came out uh, a movie that it was universally praised that year and was supposed to be very very good i feel like that's not something that you'd be interested in in going to see like you know what i mean also like am,
0: i also am a person that if i feel like if i don't have some sort of connection to it like right away i i have a hard time like wanting hmm. to go see something again because like i feel like i don't have time mm-hmm. um So if I see a movie and I'm like, oh, this has, this is a coming of age movie, or this has a character that I really like, like," or, yeah, it, it takes, it takes something for me to feel connected to, like, right off the bat, um, or it has to be somebody that, like, I really like, um, because other, I'm not just, like, I'm, I'm a terrible, and I've said this all the time, I'm a terrible person who studied film because I hate movies. I hate, go. I don't hate movies. I hate going to the movies. I don't like to watch stuff just to watch stuff. Like, I, I want to watch something and not know I'm going to enjoy it, but I want to, like, I don't like to take risks on that stuff, again, because I feel like I'm doing so much stuff and maybe this will change when I'm not a student and I'm just doing one thing and not 17 things. But I feel like I come home and I'm like, I don't want to waste two hours on a movie that, like, is just meh. Or a show that's just meh. Because that's now time that I don't get back, that I didn't enjoy what I was doing and got nothing out of it.
2: See, see, I, I'm almost the exact opposite yeah. of you. Yeah. I will watch literally anything <laughs> because I like... I like the experience of being critical of anything like, like being able to watch something and go, you know, this was good. This was bad. Like this, this is what I enjoyed about the movie. This is what I didn't. I, I like having that experience and, you know, um, fine tuning my, my senses to know like from watching you know, previews or reading reviews about something what I'm going to like, you know? Um, I feel like every movie I watch is a new experience to learn something about my own movie tastes. Does that make sense? It does.
1: Because, like, you, you can't develop a, we're going to say, like, a refined palate. Or, like, you're yeah. not going to be able to develop, like, a taste unless you are yeah. constantly exposing yourself to something. And then that's going to teach you either techniques or, like, you know, shot compositions that you like or, like, what about a movie resonates with you, be it the characters, the story, um, like I was saying, like shots and stuff like that, without having a, a large variety and a large like swath of experience in that you become a very narrow minded person in these types of things. I feel Um, like, and that's where I think the people who like do get like overly excited for these types of hype cycles kind of breed um because i think they they, they tend to be mm-hmm. um you know it's like you really only watch like superhero movies uh which and like i something said something that I've, that I've become.
0: but there's nothing wrong with that either though if that's if that's what you want to do like i we're all coming at it from a very different lens because we like alex like watches a ton of film and knows you know pretty much as much as you can know about film theory without actually having gone to film school. And, like, Dwight and I went to film school. Uh, ish. <laughs> I'm complimenting you! God
1: damn it! Oh, I was insulting Alex. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Dwight, God. Was, Dwight was very clearly insulting me, which is why I didn't start laughing hysterically. <laughs> wow. I'm co-
0: So, what I was gonna say is we're coming at it from a very different lens, where we all watch movies for different reasons. Like, I... You guys will make fun of me. I love characters. I love character arcs. Like some people like cinematography, some people like sound design. We're coming at it from those lenses where the average moviegoer is not. <laughs> so I think it's it's and I totally understand what you're saying, Dwight, being like, Oh, you need to, you know, you're not refining your palette. I don't think the average person cares about uh, learning about their tastes and and growing who they are as a watcher. I don't think that those people actually care. Or and if they do, they don't realize that they care. They're not seeking out different things intentionally. They're like, I like Ted 2. That's my favorite movie. That's all I want to watch is Seth MacFarlane movies
2: and TV I, shows. Personally, like, <laughs> I, I think that's the beauty of film as an art form, you know? Every single person is going at it with a different idea of what they want to take out of it. And each person because of your your different expectations everyone's gonna have a slightly different reaction to what they're viewing and uh, like to get really meta about it that's kind of like a big idea about what this podcast is about it's us coming together to talk about our takeaways from a piece of media that we all consumed or something you know like when we all watched K- ksi tm uh, or wonder woman in theaters together it was about mm-hmm. coming back and going well what did you guys enjoy about that and like we each came away with something different or like when we talked about bly manor bly manor is oh, yeah. a great example of we each came away with like a hu- a completely different takeaway mm-hmm. but we we all got to talk about it from a critical aspect and you know we like to talk about movies critically but mm-hmm. other people don't they 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 go in with the just the expectation of being entertained for mm-hmm. 2 hours and if that's if that's what you're looking for i mean i'm not saying that's any lesser or better than what we're looking for but that's what does it for you and i think like that's the beauty of just art in general you know um that's
0: why I get not upset I don't get upset I don't want to say the word upset but Dwight being like oh you only like certain stuff and like there's nothing wrong with that like I'm not gonna go out of my way just to watch something because it's critically acclaimed like I- if I'm not interested in it I'm not interested in it like I- again I keep coming back to this concept of like not having time but like when I say I don't have time like I mean I don't have time in the in the sense of like that's not important to me or, or that particular media or that task or that thing is not important to me. If if it were important, I would make time for it.
1: <laughs> and, and that is fine. But and I am probably being very hypocritical with this right now. But at the same, on the same turn, you can't mm-hmm. then be like, well, somebody does care about this critically acclaimed movie or is looking for something more in depth other than just you know, uh, thirty episodes of Futurama that Dwight watches back to back. Like people who are looking for more in depth things, you can't then turn around and be like, why the fuck would they want that? Or like. Deride somebody for trying to find a deeper meaning in something,
0: right? Does that
1: make sense as well? I
0: don't think I was doing that, but sure, I mean,
1: not just that, but but or even if they even on the other side of that coin, and this is where I'm saying I'm being a hypocrite Mm -hmm. like, if people are into you know, like the mask singer, fucking go nuts, that doesn't affect me at all. (laughs) I don't give a shit, like, it's I don't think it's particularly an interesting thing that I want to watch, but if that's what you like, fine. Even though yeah, I will I probably make that, fun of it in my spare time. I,
0: I, I think that's just a human thing, though. You like what you like and you take what you take away out of stuff. And you, when you don't understand why people like stuff, you get kind of. I don't want to. Not defensive, but you get like. Because it, it's superior. the opposite of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly. Because I'm like, you're not getting defensive because nobody's coming at you. But you, you kind of have this like air of superiority where you're like, why would you watch that swill? And I think that's just. You you want to feel, or at least me. I feel very protective over the things that I like and I'm interested in. And like I I talk about music a lot, and like I don't like to share that, um, because I don't want people to comment on it. And I and I think I keep a lot of that stuff I'm interested in to like to myself, because I don't want I don't want other people to to judge it and be like, oh, that's stupid. I don't like that.
2: I I think that's also like, I think my my inner defense mechanism was like i you know if you don't know how to talk about why you <laughs> like something people are more likely to deride you for liking mm-hmm. it because yeah. if you if you can't verbalize so like my way of doing that was if i just learn as much as i can about the medium and be mm. able to talk at least semi intelligently about it then I can at least engage in conversations with people when they don't understand why I like something. So I can at least present to them my opinion. They don't have to buy into that. Yeah. But uh, like some of my favorite conversations that I get to have with people is when they like something that I don't. And at the end of the day, you know, they're not going to convince me otherwise, but they might be able to convince me like, you know what? I never thought, looked at it that way. I still don't like it, so go fuck yourself. But I like Alex. Yes.
1: um In I think it was 1986. Uh, a movie called uh, uh, The Goonies came out. Yeah. And it was yeah, it yeah. was amazing. <laughs> um, uh, if if uh, thoughts. I would I, I would happily do a full episode about The Goonies. Weren't we going to do talk an episode about, about, about to like to talk
2: about things we like and things we, as in me, don't like about it, I would I would gladly do something like that because I found that the easiest movies to talk about, for me, are the movies I hate and the movies I love. <laughs> Everything in the middle is really hard to verbalize why it's so meh, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, m- my favorite movies and my least favorite movies are very easy to talk about and to talk about like from a critical aspect and from a just like feelings aspect
1: um wasn't that something we were going to talk about at one point like we were each going to pick a movie that we knew everyone hated and watch them all
2: yeah we (laughs) We were that was a thought
1: process at one point i
2: think i had i had recommended a um like a dissenting opinion episode what the the goal was to find something that the other two people like that you dislike And we all have a conversation about it and we would have watched three movies, but it was both, it was mostly based on the idea of the Goonies.
1: (laughs) As most things, it all comes back to the Goonies uh, in most conversations. (laughs)
2: Um, But if we wanted to do a full Goonies episode, I know plenty of people that would want to be on it to tell me how fucking wrong I am. and. I would be fine getting shit on for an entire episode because...
1: Can, can we just invite everybody onto a Zoom and let them all just shit on you?
2: <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's. I just think it's fun to engage in a dialogue about things in general as long as it's, you know, good-hearted, you know?
0: I could not participate in that. I would probably cry. <laughs> I get very frustrated when... People ask me to articulate something that I... I think it's when I don't feel strongly about it. And yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to cry because I'm upset and frustrated because I have nothing to say about this.
2: We, we should have just you and Corey argue about Titanic. Cause, Wait, does Corey not like Titanic? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to out him in public, but... Whoa, he, whoa, he, whoa, whoa, whoa. He, Corey, the man that gives pretty much everything, anywhere between three and five stars... Out of five, gave Titanic two stars. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. This is a formal call out to Corey.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm p- pistols for you. at Dawn.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Grab your second. We're going to we, duel.
2: We give him a lot of shit about it, but like. It's upsetting. He, ha- he has a really good defense. He hasn't seen it since high school. So it's been like mm, 15 years since he's seen it. He was in high school, which it was very in to hate Titanic as a boy Absolutely. when we were in high school. I can see that, yeah. Because it was a very, very romance driven film. It was a chick and, flick. And everyone, all the boys hated Leonardo DiCaprio because all the girls loved him. So <laughs> That sounds about right. I can understand having watched that as a fifteen or sixteen year old and having a negative view of it, but um it's a great movie and it is uh, i
0: always came out it from the historical element of it anyway that was yeah. i was of course i bought into the love story as a you know 13 year old but for me it was always like titanic I was, uh, shipwrecks
1: <laughs> i was there for the 45 seconds of boobs
2: of boobs uh i Here's was the there way. for the I was just hit there for the slapping of the hand, not even the boobs. I feel hand slap.
0: I feel like Dwight is still there for the boobs. Like I th- even you at 33 years old would be like, ha, boobs.
2: Nice. Listen. Nice. <laughs> Kate Winslet is still as hot today yep. as she was fact. in Titanic in
1: 1997. Fact. Hand uh, slap.
2: Fact. I love her. I love her with all my heart. I feel like this conversation really derailed.
1: <laughs> it did. But
2: I, I love re- it. I really enjoyed
1: it. <laughs> I, I remember I love it so much. the movie came out in 1997, I believe. I remember when it came out on oh, VHS. Sorry, I was ten; I wasn't thirteen. I remember when it came out in, on VHS. Um, they played it; they were playing it in Walmart uh, mm-hmm. because Walmart used to have that row of TVs in the back of their yeah. Do you remember Walmart's old electronics department? That was just which up- Walmart all of them i'm pretty sure it was just a, all the walmarts are different it was just a pit in the middle of the store i'm pretty sure yep. all walmarts were like that because i remember going to several and they were all set up similarly okay it's, dwight who it remembers
0: just, everything from childhood but doesn't remember anything from today
1: it was well, like well i
2: mean this was just the other day right dwight? No, just kidding it was in Continue. 1997
1: um I love- right, that's that's the other day right it was it was just a pit in the middle and they would have a row of TVs along the back that were always playing whatever the newest movie was. And I remember when yep. Titanic came out, uh, whoever was letting it play did not skip the boob scene. And I Ooh. saw boobs Whoa. in Walmart. It that so, that awesome. person would be
0: getting fired today.
1: They America probably, didn't, know. They probably didn't give a shit.
0: More boobs. We need more boobs in America.
2: Uh, free the nipple.
1: I agree.
0: Free the nipple. Oh my God. Can I just say... If the nipples were free,
2: I would be very happy. I, I just want to make it very clear, that was very uncomfortable for me <laughs> I thought you were gonna
1: take my, out your nipples.
2: She goes she goes speaking of and like her hands <laughs> went out and started slowly coming up and I was like, What is happening?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying that nudity is great. This and is the start
1: should... <laughs> of This is the start of Tiffany's OnlyFans. Um <laughs> we are announcing it, it right now.
0: We talked about this. If I did it OnlyFans, it would just be me eating.
1: People would totally pay for a Tiffany muckbang.
0: <laughs> Tiffany
1: just,
2: eating.
0: Just me eating. Like nothing
2: fancy, just I'll, like, oh I made this oh, cheeseburger today.
1: dot com backslash Dwight's butthole and it's just pictures of <laughs> my butthole with Tiffany's eating sounds in the background.
2: I want I want Tif- <laughs> Tiffany mukbang, OnlyFans. I'm I'm all I'm on board.
0: I'm interested. No, I'm not really. That's terrible.
1: So, Alex, how bad is it's, cyberpunk?
2: It's escalated. Uh, do we uh, do we want to talk about cyberpunk?
1: We've been going for an hour and a half um, minus four.
2: Speaking of, speaking of nudity, I didn't ooh. even want to. I wasn't even going to talk about cyberpunk honestly.
0: Can we just talk about the peens? Uh, sure.
1: How big is your uh, donger? Did you go? I,
2: how I, big did you make your character's peen? The when? options were uh normal i, ca- I can't remember Re- <laughs> Norm- reg? i think it was regular large or small and i went with small Yeah. and th- there was an o- option of circumcised and uncircumcised and i went circumcised so what'd you do
0: for pubes
2: um they're like in the shape of like a triangle
0: there's a heart there's a landing strip and it's- yeah we watched ricky
2: do it <laughs> i think i think Did it- it was like a a uh, triangle, but like the ends were rounded. Okay, is, was kind of what mine was.
1: It's did you the make it
2: hot pink? What did I make it hot pink? Yeah, your pubes. What color? Are your... Uh, no, it's... my pubes are the same color as my beard and my hair, which are like orange-ish.
1: Tiffany's coughing in the I'm other so- room. Sorry. Tiffany's <laughs>
2: hyperventilating.
1: Is...
0: I'm a thirty. I'm almost thirty-four years old, and I'm yelling. I'm. Dying, laughing at penises and pubic hair, and a character creator. I can't control myself.
1: It's this episode's a roller coaster. <laughs> it,
2: uh, we've already had a, a roller, coaster roller coaster of emotion. Roller uh, coaster of emotions, part two. I actually don't really want to talk about like a deep dive into no. Cyberpunk because I've I've Just only played I've only played it for like fifteen or so hours. Um, I yeah, I know. Only didn't
1: it come out two days ago? It,
2: it came out two days ago. It came, it came out Wednesday night. So you put so... in two work
1: days worth of, of Cyberpunk?
2: Yeah, basically. Uh but I've barely scratched the surface on the game, honestly. So I I would like to do a deeper dive at a later date. Uh maybe next episode, maybe not. Um But what I wanted to talk about, honestly, is I know we've done this before, but I kind of want to do a smattering of all the movies that I watched recently.
0: Oh my God! Like oh, we, cool. like a, like a, you talk about them in
1: how how long two, do you, how, five seconds? Yeah, how many do you have? Uh, how long do you want for each?
2: Oh, I love it! I'm ready. I think I have ten movies to talk about.
1: Would one minute uh, a piece be good enough, or is that too much?
2: I feel like one minute a piece might be fine. Um, so let me let me preface this so. <laughs> 2020 has actually been a year of, uh, like, weird movie releases. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of movies were coming out in theaters because, you know, theaters were closed because there's a pandemic for anyone that didn't notice. Oh. Um, but movies have still been coming out, and I feel like I kind of fell behind on keeping up with the movies that were coming out in 2020, and as somebody that really likes film, I, I wanted to catch back up a lot of movies came out on netflix or hbo or hulu those sorts of services um that i wanted to see so i decided december or it was really like the end of november right around thanksgiving like right after thanksgiving i was like fuck it i'm gonna catch up on movies that i missed this year so I, would, I tried to watch a movie a day, which kind of fell to the wayside, uh, especially now that Cyberpunk's out, but I was actually doing a really good job of it, and I watched a bunch of movies that I want to talk about. Um, this will be, you know, one of my rapid fire things, where I mention a movie, maybe talk about the plot, question mark, real quick, and then say watch it don't watch it good and not good that sort of thing you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it's kind of like giving recommendations to people rapid fire just you know do you want one not...
1: minute or 30 seconds i feel like one minute <laughs> might get really long like you might start uh, feeling it for some of l- them
2: let's go let's go with one minute for now okay but that's a max like if if I move on to another movie, I move on to another movie. I'm not gonna try to mm. fill an entire minute. Is that okay?
0: Let's do. Can we do 45 seconds?
2: Okay, 45 seconds. That's fine.
0: I All feel right. like it. I feel like that's more fun because I feel like if you're like, "Well, I'm just gonna talk about this next one," I feel like it misses the point of an Alex rapid fire. Okay. Nope,
1: nope, nope. Here's what we're doing. Um, okay. Alex, I'm not. Uh, you got five, ten movies.
2: Ten movies. Ten, I think it was ten movies. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine movies. Sorry, nine, nine.
1: movies. Okay, well, then this will still work. Uh, for your first movie, you will have a minute. For your second <gasps> movie, you'll have 55 seconds. Then you'll have 50. <clears throat> then you'll have 45. Then you'll have. Oh, my God. It's gonna, oh, I yep. love it. And, okay. Uh, go
2: uh okay so the trial of the chicago seven it's a netflix movie it's based on a real life story about a trial that was based off of a a rally that happened in chicago where there were riots um it's actually a really good movie i really enjoyed it it's based on a true story it's very relevant to things that are happening in our country now this year i really liked it sasha baron cohen was great eddie redmayne was great mark rylance was great the performances were amazing it was well directed by, oh my God, I already forgot who directed it. I feel so much pressure right now, hasn't been a minute yet. Uh, 30,
1: 38 <laughs> seconds.
2: Uh, I told you, the first one's
1: gonna be so long.
2: Who the fuck directed it? I know who directed it. And, oh, I feel like an idiot. Um, watch it, it's on Netflix. Did I already say that? I feel like I already <laughs> said it. Uh, who else was in it? I don't remember. Has it been a minute. <laughs> this is my favorite segment. Time. Okay, Hillbilly <laughs> Elegy. Um, it's a movie about a guy that comes from ho- home from college because his mom is in the hospital. His mom is played by Amy Adams. His grandmother is played by Glenn Close. It's kind of a three-generation thing. It's about. It's kind of about growing up. It's about. Uh, how your family doesn't define who you are, your parents can be different than you. It's not the best movie, but Glenn Close and Amy Adams deliver really powerful performances, which is kind of what I came away from with this movie. It's on Netflix. Watch it if you have a chance, I guess.
1: Didn't Ron Howard direct it?
2: Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, watch it if you have a chance. I wouldn't put it at the top of your list, but it's not bad. It's definitely worth seeing at some point, but you can't see the face I'm making. Time. Pretty- uh, Run. Run is a Hulu movie starring Sarah Paulson, and I can't remember the lead girl. She's like a new actress, and I feel bad for not knowing her name. It's about a girl who is born with all these diseases and how her mom is really protective of her. It's like a horror thriller ish, very Stephen King feeling, fucking amazing. Really well done really uh, suspenseful. I was on the edge of my seat. The time flew by. Highly recommend it to anybody that (laughs) likes that sort of genre movie. Uh, Sarah Paulson is amazing. Uh, Am I done? From the same guy that directed Searching, I think. Time. Okay, uh, Unpregnant. So this is a movie about a girl. It's a comedy, kind of like uh, Booksmart in that same vein. It's about a girl who gets pregnant and wants to get an abortion. But the closest abortion clinic that will allow her to do it uh, anonymously, under 17, is in New Mexico. And she lives in, like, Oklahoma. I don't remember. I can't fact check that right now. I don't have time. Uh, and it's a comedy where her friend, or old ex-friend, It drives her to New Mexico. It's kind of like a road trip, buddy cop, buddy cop, buddy comedy. Um, It's really good. It was really uh, emotional. I loved it. I almost cried at the end. It was really, really great. Uh, uh, I I, I don't know what else. Uh, Enola Holmes. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown is um, Sherlock Holmes' little sister. It was great. Henry Cavill was in it as Sherlock Holmes. It was a fun little, like, Sherlock Holmes light you know it was about a younger detective it was a fun little mystery uh Millie Bobby Brown was amazing I fucking love her and I want to see more of her acting chops you know I want to see her do just everything honestly I want to see more in this universe too it's on Netflix oh god Dwight creeping up on the mic scares the shit out of me (laughs) time Uh, Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always is, surprisingly, another abortion movie about another 17-year-old girl that gets pregnant. Uh, But this is a drama, like a hard drama. This one's really depressing and really heavy. It's better than Unpregnant, but maybe not for everyone because of how real and grittier it is. But I think it's better and more uh, impactful. This one did make me cry didn't just make me like tear up like i'm pregnant did
1: uh, time I,
2: oh tenant holy shit i i have a huge chris nolan boner so maybe i'm the wrong person to be saying that this mo- movie's amazing but this movie's amazing honestly uh the last time i felt this way about a movie was when i saw primer which was a movie from like the early 2000s but it's like it's very confusing when you watch it but on a second rewatch, I feel like I'm going to love it even more. So uh, yeah, watch it. It's amazing. Uh, Freaky. I was super excited about this movie. It's like a Freaky Friday horror movie with Vince Vaughn and he swaps bodies with a high school girl and it's about them trying to swap back. Uh, It was a little disappointing. It wasn't quite as good as I wanted it to be, but it was fun. It was really fun. Body Swap, uh, Vince Vaughn did great with his body humor as a high school time. girl, but Mank. Uh, Mank was the new uh, David Fincher film about the guy that wrote Citizen Kane. Based on a true story, Gary Oldman plays the main character, and it's about the guy writing Citizen Kane, and it was a huge disappointment, and honestly, eh, who cares? I, I'm done. That's no, upsetting. I'm not, not time. talking about that movie anymore. Oh.
1: I already said time. Okay. That was it.
0: That's it. That was oh. it. Yeah, that was. That mad. was anticlimactic.
2: I, I I feel bad finishing with Mank because man, was it really that bad? Because we saw it, the trailer. Uh, the
1: style looked amazing. Something.
2: Yeah. It's, so okay, I I can probably go deeper into this one honestly because uh, David Fincher is one of my favorite directors. Him and Chris Nolan are two of my favorite directors. David Fincher has such an eye for style. His movies are all very stylistic and very well put together, which this movie is. It is just a little too too niche of a Mm. subject because it's about old-time Hollywood and how it functioned and a lot of it is quick dialogue that would is kind of lost on the viewer if they have no, if they don't have any knowledge about how uh, movie studios worked, uh. or how it didn't work. They they really lose a lot of that information because they don't do any like setup dialogue. It's literally you're you're dropped in like you understand this world. So it felt a little um confusing uh and i feel like i know this story pretty well but i i was lost for a big portion of it
1: that sounds awesome (laughs) that really sounds like something i would enjoy
2: like it 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 is a cool concept but i don't feel like it was done particularly well i feel like the story of herman mankowitz i think was his name Uh, I feel like the story of him as a character is really interesting and the story of how he wrote the screenplay is really interesting, (laughs) but a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes stuff got lost on me. Um, It felt like a love letter to old-time Hollywood, but at the same time didn't, which felt like a weird dichotomy for me. Um, I really wanted to like it. Like, Like I said, David Fincher is one of my favorite directors, Um, and I've I've always said that Gary Oldman's one of the best actors in Hollywood. He's not necessarily one of my favorites, but he's like I've always called him the chameleon. He always just gets sucked into any role he does, and he he will Mm -hmm. disappear into a role, which I feel like the best actors do. Um, And I wanted, I really wanted to love this movie, but it was like it's not bad. I gave it. Mm Two and a half out of five stars. It's not a bad movie. It's just not something I ever see myself watching again.
1: A K- couple of things. One, I love the idea of you always calling Gary Oldman the chameleon. Like, you're having a conversation about like, oh yeah, and then the chameleon shows up in Harry Potter no, and he's so I, fantastic.
2: I don't call him the chameleon all the time. I call him a chameleon. I'll be like, Gary Oldman is in this. He's such a chameleon. I, got like, you, I, I, gotcha. I say that pretty frequently <laughs>
1: i also like the idea of like 11 year old alex being like in your chameleon shows up anyways yeah. um <laughs> uh, what I, am i talking about spider-man yeah um uh batman begins uh and i like so i think a couple of these movies um uh, are most of them I, I was too busy keeping track of time yep. to uh super listen um tiffany and i as tiffany was saying actually we've actually seen Netflix is marketing, I think five of these movies very, excuse me, very aggressively right now. They're clearly Oscar bait in the sense of like, they're all high profile movies from high profile directors. I think there's five. So,
2: so four of these movies are Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so for the ones that I, I, I might've forgotten to say where these are available. Trial of the Chicago seven hillbilly, elegy, elegy, uh, Enola homes and mank are all Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Run was a Hulu movie, and Unpregnant and Never Rarely Sometimes Always are both on HBO Max. One of them's an HBO Max original, the other one isn't. I can't remember which is which. Uh, but they're all all—they're both on HBO Max right now. And then Tenant and Freaky are uh, only on demand because uh, they actually came out in theaters.
1: Is this the year that Hollywood has to accept streaming movies as the main form like a- as a legitimate thing because i know that i think it was scorsese and spielberg have been actively pushing against having streaming no not scorsese i'm sorry uh, irishman um but like spielberg and several other may like large directors have been maybe tarantino have been actively pushing against streaming uh platforms as being legitimate um, to the point where, like, I think they like were pulling stuff from Netflix or like just attacking Netflix. Is yeah. this the year where that changes?
2: I, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I like, I hope eventually that the the stigma of being a streaming or direct to streaming movie is broken, and I hope that uh, Warner Brothers breaks it. Like, they're doing a a huge thing with. Direct to HBO Max releases that that will be in theaters and on HBO Max same day. I hope that that kind of is a is a step in the right direction to um, legitimizing the streaming services as um, legitimate. I feel like I said I said legitimate too much, and now the word sounds weird to me. Um, as legitimate ways to release your movies and that they are still films you know uh, i've i've always thought it was weird that people draw a line i do understand the idea of saying like you need to see this movie on the big screen because some movies honestly need to be seen on a gigantic screen with like blasting music in your ears but that doesn't mean that the movie is any less good when you see it on a home entertainment system. It's just maybe a, a better experience in a theater, you know? A more uh, immersive experience. Well,
1: that's why they made D-Box in uh, 3D for that full immersive... I'll show you my D-Box. Small. Hey.
2: Circumcised. Small. It's, it's a, no, 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 it's my penis. It's my penis. It's shaped like a box, oh. which is why I call it my D-box.
1: It's like Your those, old, box? those old little kid games with like the, it's like a, a, like a, like a D20 that you shove shapes into the different like sides of it.
2: <laughs> you got the square, you yep. got the triangle, the little you got star. the circle.
1: Yep. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's uh, What is happening right now.
1: So that was an episode of No Refunds.
2: Um, bye. Um, yeah, what is happening for for an episode that we started out with being like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I feel like that was, that felt like a a really good organic episode. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Dwight's really upset because of, of...
1: Oh, neat.
2: I feel like we got there. I'm just, I I give up. I give up. (laughs) I want, I want Dwight to be happy.
1: Well, I had a good time recording this episode. I really <laughs> didn't want to going into it, but I we ended up in a good place, I think. Um, I'm, I'm
2: glad we ended up in a good place. I hope you don't hate us.
1: Mostly my wife. That's mostly the wife. Wh- yeah,
2: but what else is
0: new? Hey, but if you can't be critical with you know, the people that you care about, who can you be critical with? Cause I actually give a shit what you guys think about everything. <laughs> there are other people that I'm like, I don't really care what you have to say about this. I,
2: I think uh, the signs of a healthy relationship are being able to disagree with someone but stay civil with them, which is like,
0: oh, that's well, not me and Dwayne. Which,
2: which I feel like should be the mantra of your relationship because you guys just disagree about everything, but you still love each other. Do we? So, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> might love each other we do I was disagree at, I was that at stuff. your wedding I was in your wedding party you guys love each other
0: yeah it's kind of gross
1: the reality where that is true uh, we probably do still love each other <laughs> 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 wow. so, th- so thank wow. you for listening to this episode of no <laughs> refund Aww. no that's not how I'm going to end it that um, is do... not a note to go out on
0: yeah I do think you're cute
1: so what do you want for Christmas, Alex?
2: Um what do I want for Christmas? I want I want you guys to stay in love.
0: Okay. Here's I'm your on... holiday. <laughs> this is Hope guys... you.
2: Enjoy it this time. Something something She's going to
1: stay together for the kids on our ass. Do That's Dwight just goes do I just goes, but realistically, what do you want Yeah, for but seriously, Christmas? because the papers are already in the mail, so um
2: it's, it's Christmas Eve and I've only wrapped two fucking presents. It's yeah, Labor well,
0: Day and my grandpa just ate seven fucking, fucking hot, dogs. hot dogs. Is that the yeah. one? Yeah, yep. Yes. yep. I want fuck it, a fucking fucking shit. pirate. <laughs> fuck a fucking pirate. I've been playing
1: a lot of magic cards lately. <laughs> I've been enjoying that.
0: Yeah, I know. I've seen. You're like, oh, I'm so busy. I'm working. And every time I come into the office (laughs) to check on you, you're playing fucking magic cards.
2: Uh, How often is he masturbating while playing MPG Arena?
0: (laughs) Zero. But he's always playing. He's like, oh, I just got so much stuff to do, so much work to do. And he's never doing it when I walk in. I know he's doing work, but every time I walk in he's got magic
2: cards. I, I like the idea that he hears you walking in and from work to MTG to make you think that he's never working. It's like the opposite of what anyone else is ever doing. It's like, oh yeah, like, I, I, like my students, it's like, I'm playing Tetris. Oh my God, Mr. A is coming up behind me, got an alt tab over to my work, but Dwight's doing it The The exact opposite. I, I, that's my mind cannon.
1: (laughs) I'm playing a a, a red aggro deck right now in standard, and I made it to silver, Uh, silver this year. I'm happy. Every time I hear about red aggro decks, I think of my uh, Gohan anger deck that I had,
2: which is kind of the same. Uh, It's as close to a red aggro deck as you can get in DBC. Yeah,
1: because you're like you're speeding towards one win condition. Right. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. I miss the DBZ card game. I really liked it. I'm I missed when we were
2: friends. It.
1: That was at the beginning of this episode.
2: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure we've slowly become friends over the course of this episode. That's
1: true. That's true. I think
2: at this be- the beginning of this episode, you hated me and didn't want to record a podcast with me. Same I, I me. was okay.
1: planning on asking you to leave at the end of this one, but you, you managed to dodge the bullet this time. Wow, was it
2: when I agreed to do a Goonies episode?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Are we gonna Are we ending this episode, or are we still gonna? Ramble? <laughs> I don't know. Uh,
1: I I didn't want to end it. Well, you guys said you didn't want to end it on the depressing note of um divorce.
2: No, I uh, don't want you to. T- no. So, so uh, this has been an episode of No Refunds. I would like to uh, no, no, no. Uh, email us at norefunds oh. at gmail, uh, podcast all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, we have an Instagram and a Facebook, um, and Discord. the song you're hearing, the song you're hearing right now is, uh, Time Trials by Hyper Potions. Thank mm-hmm. you, Hyper Potions, for the song. You guys are great. I love you with all my heart. <laughs> uh and uh yeah i think that's it uh thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye bye
1: see ya <laughs>
2: <laughs> guys i got to do the sign off this time you did well
0: do i you didn't did really say good. bye though bye no, said see ya. thank you that was great
2: I want, I want you to retcon your wedding party. <laughs> Come out formally, and that's like... what I want for Christmas.
1: Oh, we should just like start editing you into all the pictures oh, and just oh like God, fucking oh gaslight God. people into it. <laughs> like, don't you all remember? And like, we'll do it with our video too. Like, we'll we'll get you over here, or just shoot some green screen footage of you standing on a on 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 like on like on the side, so we can get like your profile, and we'll we'll I mean... put you into the video.
2: Sounds perfect. <laughs>
1: we'll we'll deep we'll this. deep fake you onto Brian.
2: <laughs> Why am I so tall? <laughs> it was before it. it
1: was before the surgery.